Hello everybody and welcome back to Christians United Ministry. My name is Travis and today we are continuing with our Bible reading. We are continuing in our mini Matthew series, uh, resuming in Matthew 18. Um, so let's all open up our Bible. Let's get right into the word. Matthew 18 verse 1. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child unto him, and set him in the midst of them, and said, Verily I say unto you, Except ye be converted, and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoso shall receive one such little child in my name receiveth me. But whoso shall offend one of these little ones, which believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to the man whom, whom the offense cometh. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off, and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet, to be cast into the everlasting fire. If thine eye offend thee, pluck it out, and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into the into life with, with one eye, rather than having two eyes, to be cast into hellfire. Take heed that ye despise not one of those little thing, little ones. For I say unto you that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father which is in heaven. For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. How think ye? If a man have a hundred sheep, and one of them be gone astray, doeth he not leave the ninety-nine? and goeth into the mountains, and seeketh that which is gone astray? And if so, be that he finds it. Verily I say unto you, he rejoiceth, rejoiceth more th of that sheep than of the ninety-nine which not went not astray. Even so, it is not the will of your, your Father which is in heaven, that one of these ones should perish. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee. Go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the month mouth of two or three witnesses every word should be established, may be established, excuse me. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church, but if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as an heathen man and a publican. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, 
There I am in the midst of them. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him ten thousand talents, which is talents is their form of money. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me. I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved by, with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went out and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had done, they were very sorry, and then, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after he had called him, and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. So this touched a lot of information here, you know. And when you go right up to the top, we got her, I find it very interesting that he chose a child, and I don't think he meant as a child of like you know being of a younger age. He's talking about being a child of God. That's who he's talking about. He's he means the child of God. We're all children of God. We got to remember that. So let's go right on to what we are. Uh, we we read today, and when we look at from like uh, one to six, he's talking when he's talking about being like the child. He's not talking about being silly or gullible or immature. He's talking about need, seeking health from your father, which or your parent, but which is your father. Um, you have to look to God with you know when you, when you when you're a child when you're a child you trust your parents completely and he's asking for you to have that same faith he's telling us to have the same same faith into God and also accepting your own limitation and how much you can do like you know you 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 know 
where your your lines are, your limitations, what you can and cannot do, and everything else has to go to the Lord. And he's saying that for everybody who's children, we should lead each other and other children to God, to our you know, to our Father. And, and, and he's really doubling down for the millionth time, as he said so many times, the importance that we need to remember that this can, if we lead others astray, if we bring other people against God or teach others, and they've seen this before in Matthew, but if we teach other men, as he says, we teach other men to do so, we'll be called the least in heaven. Or teach other to do so, won't even enter into heaven. He and tells us this, we learn this from the Sermon of the Mount. And here, he is really showing us that we should be expecting very tremendous judgment, horrific and harsh judgment, should we do so. So it's important to acknowledge that God is telling us this. And when he's talking about um, cutting off your hands and feet, he's what he's really doing is, you know, because temptation is a part of life. Sin is a part of this world. And we are unavoidably going to run into temptation living in this world. And we already aren't. We already have. We are. And we're going to continue to experience that. And so he's really showing us how important it is that we do every single thing, even to the extreme, to avoid and to fight that temptation. To avoid that sin and falling into temptation. It's extremely important. We gotta remember that. We need to remember that. And when we're moving on, um, when we're talking about the sheep, when we're going a little further down, he's talking about the sheep, he's talking about not to judge. So being the sheep, sheep of God, or the children of God, when you see another Christian um, falling away from the, the path and you see them sinning, what he's saying here is don't just out that person, but you know, like, get out of the church. No, he's saying that if you, if you, he's saying that you should leave that 99 as God has left that 99 to go go rescue him go save him he's telling us that we are just as responsible for each other as we are for ourselves if we see someone sinning and we don't do anything to save them we're at the same fault and we see that in Ezekiel 3 17 um but it's important to just remember that it's not just our own walk that we got to be careful of. We got to watch out for everybody's. Because God values all of his children. He doesn't have any favorites. If you're his child, you're his child. He knows you're going to fall off. And he's also he's showing us that he knows we're going to fall off. That we're going to run into temptation. We're going to fall and just like Jesus did, every time anybody's disciples fell, when Peter fell into the water, Jesus held his hand out. He didn't push him away. No, he held his hand out and he forgave. And what he's also dumbing down here is, not dumbing down, he's also doubling down, 
is with the when it goes to how many times should we forgive him? Well, he's saying he said seven times. No, I'm saying seventy times seven, unlimited times. He's saying as long as he if he repents. Because here's the thing: we all are sinners. We are no greater than each other. We're no greater than the next. And if you want the Lord to forgive us, then we need to forgive them. Because if 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 you're gonna if we're gonna live that life of you get one chance, you mess up that chance, you're done, right? Then that's you want God to do that with us. Well, you sinned once, I forgave you. You sinned again, you're done. Now you're going to lick fire. No, we don't want that. We want to live the everlasting life with God and for God to forgive all of our numerous and multiple and plentiful sin. Plentiful sin. And when we're going to continue going down a little bit, we're going to we're reading about when um, I actually really like that story that comes from that Jesus gives about these servants and um, for anybody who may, may need help understanding the servant owed the king money ten, was it 10,000 I believe and I'm just yeah it was 10,000 talents which is let's just put it this way I say it's $10,000 American dollars right the king owes him is owed $10,000 and he, when he says he's going uh, to be sold, he's selling them into slavery. Him, his wife, and his children. They're all going to be sold into slavery until that debt can be repaid from the person who bought the slaves. So, what happens is, is the servant pleads for his life. He begs, please, 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 don't do this. Please, I'm sorry. Please have mercy on me. Please have patience with me and the king did the king absolutely did forgive and what's important to note is what happens after the king walks away after the king lets him go well, the first thing the guy does is he goes out and he gets another one of his servants and he says you owe me money his fellow servants I mean there's like I guess other servants of the, of the Lord or people who are directly responsible to him or such um, but another servant and he went to another servant and says you owe me a hundred talents and when he couldn't pay him he threw him into prison and what happened was is people were like well wait a second they went to the Lord they told him what happened and the, Lord, and the king was like well didn't I forgive you of your debt didn't I forgive you of your debt that now you're going to go, you know what, if that's how you're going to be, your debt is no longer forgiven. Now he's sent into prison, into jail, into prison. And since he can't, and, and the thing is, what's also important to notice is that he owed the king 10000 when the other person only owed him about 100 So that is a lot less. That is only not even a tenth ten percent of how much he owes the king and he threw him into prison so now he owes the king so now he's in for a lot longer which is 
as you can already know, for life because you can't uh, for this amount of money back in the day, talents wasn't plentiful. It wasn't like, okay, well, you save up for three weeks, you got ten thousand. No, he couldn't possibly pay that back. He couldn't possibly pay back in twenty years even. So it's important to note that. And what God, Jesus is saying here in this parable is, the Father has forgiven you. For God has forgiven us. And we ask him for that forgiveness. He have to repent. So why should we, who ask the Father for forgiveness, and then go not forgive anybody else, or do, one, do others harm as well? So the Lord is going is pretty much saying here, you're going to be treated the way you treat others. And you got to remember that. Now, I did actually somehow miss over the brothers. So let's go into this. The way he's telling us about the brothers, the two brothers. Um, and he's talking about brothers, people of Christ. He's talking about Christians, people of Christ, because we are his children, so we're brothers. But he's saying if you, see, if someone does wrong against somebody or sins against somebody, don't openly fight him or argue with him or correct him. No, pull him in private. Pull it respectively. Because he, because and Jesus is here telling us, listen, if you come to him right now like the way you are, he's not going to listen to you. No. You put him in private where he's going to be more open to understand. And if that doesn't work, he says, okay, bring a few witnesses. And if that doesn't work, then go to the church. And if you refuse to hear the church, then you did everything you needed to do. And they would be cast into they said they he would be cast into hell because he's a heathen. And the true person of Christ, as you can see, we're forgiving. So we would have already we wouldn't have made it that far, you know what I'm saying? So he's saying here is okay, well we you tried everything, you tried to change him, you tried it for you tried it first off, seek that forgiveness. He wouldn't give it. Then he tried to do things to prevent you try to do things to prevent him from losing his true Christian self, his true Christian faith of forgiveness and mercy and you try to change his ways back into Christ and it wouldn't work so therefore he's closed off to the word of God and what's another thing, important thing I like to, is about this is he says with two or more people on a, a gather in my name I'm in the midst of them. So he's, that's the church. He's talking about a church. So anyway, we got to remember, anywhere we are, if a three, if two, three, four, five people are gathered in Jesus' name, God is there. Jesus is there. Keep that conversation going. Keep him there. Keep worshiping him, and he let him take over. So we got to remember that we got to be extremely careful of sin and how we are as people. Because it does count, and that's what he's telling us here in the Bible, in this chapter. Well, that goes for Matthew 18. Tomorrow we're going to be doing Matthew 19. I really want to thank everybody for tuning in today to today's Bible reading and learning the Word of God with me and continuing our path to heaven. Um, if anybody has any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email me, ChristiansUnitedMinistry at gmail.com. And I personally respond to all respondents, correspondents. So feel free to contact me. It's confidential, it's private. 
non-judgmental. Uh, anyways, that concludes today's episode. My name is Travis. This is Christians United Ministry. God be with you.